Welcome to the latest Pinkcast in the Pink Elephant podcast series, dedicated to leading the way in IT management best practices. My name is Troy, and I'm an executive consultant with Pink Elephant. Let's take a look at governance. Gardner puts the ongoing cost of managing and, and supporting compliance issues at 20 to 30% of the overall IT budget from going forward from this point forward. These are statistics that we see out there. We'll see some at the end as well. Here's the overall model. We've got legislation like, but not, not only, Sarbanes-Oxley. Pointing at business, you got to get better at risk management. Here's something that we, we think that you should accept. In fact, legislated in Sarbanes, COSO. COSO says that's good. There are things that we need to consider, but we don't have the IT question. We recommend COBIT as the IT model for governance. COBIT, well, is a decent model. It's much more than just service management. It covers application lifecycle, project management, security management, IT planning, quality system. And it tells you what but not how to do. This is where you have to go out and say, where am I going to apply various controls, frameworks, answers to basically answer the governance issues? So it's not things, it's not like ITIL or it's ITIL and if you're, if you're in the ITIL world. It's how do, what's my strategic map for answering all these requirements which are being um, placed upon us. No one is going out and saying, you have to implement BS or ISO 17799 for security, but it's the most widely accepted standard for that. The key is you have to make a decision because here is the overall picture of frameworks. There is this thing called ITIL, which is IT Infrastructure Library, which you're hearing more and more of. And it's decent, it's reasonable, it's a good framework, comprehensive to describe how we define and deliver services in a controlled and efficient and cost-optimized way. But it doesn't answer the entire picture of IT. We have this whole area of application lifecycle. ITIL doesn't cover application lifecycle, not at a deep enough level. So you need things such as the Capability Maturity Model by Carnegie Mellon. There's this new framework being developed by IBM and a set of practitioners called Application Services Library, which focuses more on application organization, enhancement, and maintenance processes. There's this thing that has been developed by the telecommunication industry called ETOM. ETOM is a great framework for wide area network, data center, and operations because it's got decent information there. Carnegie Mellon's also got this thing they're developing called e-sourcing capability model, which is an outsourcer accreditation requirement. And just to talk to you for that, about that in a second, one of the things that Sarbanes has, has kind of changed our way of thinking about is around outsourcing. Organizations can outsource the responsibility of managing IT, but not outsource the accountability of how that outsourced entity performs their controls. What does that mean? That if an outsourcer doesn't practice the controls or reasonable controls as defined, then that, that outsourcer actually drags the practitioner organization out of compliance. It's a hit against the practitioner, not the outsourcer. This has put the whole outsourcing community in a huge uproar. They're just as immature as most of us are in our controls. But now, how do I prove to a practitioner that if I do business with you, I won't jeopardize your controls? 
They're going to be running like crazy to find some badge of accreditation like BS 15,000 or ESCM to say, listen, you're, I'm going to be a reasonable risk for you. We're going to be a good partner here. But right now, that's still a fog because they're a long way from achieving these badges, many of them. Except we had this, this was one company called Pemco. Gartner's done a great case study on them. They implemented the ITIL and a lot of different processes around this, not just ITIL. They actually recently won a huge piece of new business based on having these documented controls over their competitors because they could show they wouldn't put this company at risk. It's going to be as a strategic differentiator, especially in the service provisioning community. Now, these are all uh, great models. They fit where they fit. They're not the only models out there. You have lots of choice. For example, there are proprietary vendor-based models, which in themselves are not bad models. They simply are vendor-based and vendor-owned. You have the Microsoft Solutions Framework for uh, application over there. They have, you have MOF, which is Microsoft ITIL Plus Operations. You have Rational Tools and Models, which is just purchased by IBM. You have IBM's own model, which is service management plus a deeper look into operations. You have Meta's model, which is similar to the IBM model. You have the HP ITSM, which is a, a framework looking at service management. It looks a little bit beyond what ITIL looks at. Digital Workflow by EDS, which is, IT, which is basically service management plus CRM. Pick your poison. Nothing's wrong or right about them. They simply do differences simply are open source versus proprietary, uh, not necessarily quality or or level. You just have to find one and start looking at using that as an operational model. This is where it can be a bit confusing, but as long as you know where they fit, you can find a good position for it. Kind of giving you a sense of COSO and COBIT. What I want to show you is a little bit of interesting terminology in the legislation, Sarbanes legislation, which starts to look a little bit interesting for companies which have their own custom controls. Now, imagine you're an auditor. You don't know much about IT, perhaps. Maybe you're an accountant. The last thing you know is how to audit IT. So you're going to want to find things in an IT organization which you recognize. And you've done research on these open standards, these publicly available standards, and you understand these. It's much more easily, much more readily audible if it's aligned to some standard than it is if a basic custom internal control. And so you start to see legislation in there saying, you know what? We would like, in this case, this is the, uh, the SEC has mandated the use of recognized internal control framework that is established by a body or group that has followed due process procedures, including the broad distribution of the framework for public comment. I think, not now, but I think soon, eventually, customized controls also will start to be phased out and you'll require to go with some recognized international framework. Not yet, but that's kind of where this is all leading. That's right. It refers to COSO right now, but it's a general movement. The auditors want to see things they recognize. Now, this is COSO at the high level. This is that business risk model I mentioned. It covers things. As a, it says business. You need to kind of think of this. You need to think at, at the top. Do you have good leadership practice and policies? What's your tone? What's your culture? What's your view of the world? How do you actually stick to values, and how do you monitor values? Did you see USA Today yesterday? The CEO of Boeing got removed, asked to step down because he counteracted company policy. He had an affair, which he said wasn't, a po wasn't 
good thing to do in my company policy. And this is not an IT thing, but this is the tone at the top. You set a rule, you follow a rule, and you're, still, and you're also having to be held accountable to that rule. Five years ago, nothing would have happened. Everyone had a good kind of little snigger, and everything would have moved on. Today, he got fired because he countervened company policy of values. Risk assessment, that ongoing assessment of internal risk, external risk, control activities, information communication, these are the specific things that have why IT is now in question. How does information store? How is it, tra how is it transacted? How is it managed? How is it given access? And then monitoring, which is that concept of a constant assessment and constant evaluation. And this is why IT suddenly is in the forefront of much of this legislation. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this Pinkcast. My name is Troy Dumoulin, and for more information, please take a look at our website at www.pinkelephant.com and pay particular attention to the Atlas link where you'll find all types of time-saving tools and techniques for your IT service management journey.